Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 46. Can you, I, like, I was thinking the other day, like, holy shit. We're <laughs> at, four, we're like in the 40s of episodes. Like, I don't know. It blows my mind. I know. I'm so thankful every time we get to record. I, like... I don't know. And when I see y'all in different groups that I'm in, mm-hmm. and y'all advertise for us. Like and recommending stuff? I yeah, know. I'm like, oh my God, they like us enough that they're telling other people. They're yes. not ashamed of us. <laughs> We're not their guilty pleasure. Which I, I mean, mean, we may we, still be. but It could be, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but I mean, Honey Boo Boo's famous for a reason. <laughs> exactly. But I can't eat all that butter that they always... Uh-uh. And I can't do all that plain and food like that. When they had Mm -mm. that mayonnaise fight. Oh, let's not even talk about it. All that to say, thank you. Yes. I have a new podcast recommendation. Imagine that. (laughs) I found it totally by a fluke, but it's called Without Warning. Mm -hmm. And it's about the death of Lauren Agee. She's from Tennessee, went to like a festival kind of thing. And supposedly fell off a cliff. Oh, God. But it was like wake fest. So it was like wakeboarding. And uh, so, I mean, it was like outdoors. It's not like. Yeah. And there's just sketchiness with it. Like no one reported her missing from their little campsite. Mm. And they're like, oh, I thought she went to wake fest without us. We were going to meet up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, her shoes, her phone. Oh, yeah. And something else is there. Mm. Probably not, you know? And it's just like, I think her frenemy was in there. I don't know. It's good. And the lady who does it, can't think of her name. It says it in there, but can't think of it. Whatever. It's good. There's lots of interviews with people. But Can you hear the interviews? That's my my biggest issue with podcasts that have a lot of interviews. Mm -hmm. I love it, and I love to hear, like, their firsthand account and stuff. But sometimes I have trouble hearing them. You know, I don't know if it's my car. You might not car. like this because I think it is some of your car. Yeah. But also, you're not going to like it because it's, they're meeting in public places. Oh, yeah. So it's a lot of background noise. Uh-huh. Then I got to, I got to listen in headphones then. Yeah. But it's, it is good. Yeah. But anyway, this lady, she's a private investigator, like professionally. Yeah. So it's cool to see. Her take on it and stuff. Yeah. And like how she processes and why she asks certain questions mm-hmm. and stuff. But the biggest thing, and this is fucking ridiculous, and every time I laugh, so it's called Without Warning, mm-hmm. and the first thing, this is how, like, it's a guy that introduces each episode, Yeah, and he's like, without warning, warning, blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> yes, and I was like, what? <laughs> but he's doing, like, a trigger warning and stuff, and I'm like, um, you need to pause and say another word. <laughs> because you just warned me. <laughs> but you said you weren't going to warn yes, me. Yes, <laughs> and I mean, I totally understand it's her disappearing and dying without warning, but it's... But then they give you a disclaimer yes. and call it a warning. <laughs> yes, and it's just like his inflection and tone, because it's like, without warning, warning, you know? <laughs> like, woo, warn. Alert, alert. <laughs> anyway, I like it. I don't know how it ends or anything. I'm still listening, but... Well, I would hope you may wouldn't tell us. <laughs> you know, if it was like, oh, it's good, satisfying, or not good. Yeah. Anyway, on mm-hmm. to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got the full synopsis of the other one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm a talker. 
Oh, something else to talk about real quick. You mean new Patreoners? Uh, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> People like Monica from California. Rachel from Utah. And Karen from Texas. <laughs> Add some spice. Uh, Miss Congeniality. Yes. Thank you all so much for being part of the Creepinati. <laughs> God, you got it. You're like, yes. Thank you. I was just channeling my inner Delilah. Oh, my God. Hit us up if you remember Delilah. Uh, yes. Okay. Thank you all for being part of the Creepinati family. And if you want an episode shout out, just head on to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Take a breath, Carrie. And check us out. <laughs> Oh my god, that was great. (laughs) Okay, she caught her breath and she's about to tell her story. Okay, so, god, I wish I could remember what website I was on that I got. Oh lord. No, listen, I got a lot of my information about Gypsy Rose last week from this website. And at the bottom, it had, like, this story you may also like, and it had all these, like, different murders. And I clicked... Bottom of that one, had another. Clicked. Bottom of that one, had another one. Rabbit hole. Oh, God. So I found this one, and I'd never heard it before. Ooh. I know. And it's a doozy. Oh, shit. I will say, spoiler alert. Oh, shit. It's not actually a murder. Oh, frick. Okay. Tonight. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to take a trip across the pond. We're going to Austria. Ooh. Random, right? Yes. We're going to Amstetten, Austria. Ooh, I'm stepping to Amstetten. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There was a guy who lived there. His name was Joseph Fritzl. Man, that is classic. Like, when I think of Austria, I think of his last name. And You want a pretzel with your Fritzl? I mean, if he has a pretzel stick, I mean... (laughs) You don't want him trust. Okay. So he was born April 9th, 1935. So Joseph was an only child. And when he was four, his dad just left them. Him and his mom just left him. Wow. So his mom, single mom, working mom. So we're talking like 1939. You know, if you think of the times, like for her to be a single working mom, like, I don't know. I just, I wonder what. Yeah. And I wonder like which type of work she did, you know? Yeah. Not long after that, though, in 1944, his dad fought in World War II and died. So he never spoke to his dad again from after he was four. Wow. In 1956, he was 21, and he married a girl by the name of Rosemary. She was 17, and they had two sons and five daughters. Well, his pretzel stick worked. Right. So he went to college and basically got his degree in electrical engineering. So after he graduated from school, he got a job with like working with construction material, like a firm working in that. And he so he did a lot of equipment sales and all of that with electrical engineering shit that I don't understand. He and his wife had like had some apartments that they owned. They just had, you know, a couple of things like that all that they owned until like 1996. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And, okay, we're going to back up a little bit, though. In 1967, he broke into the house of a nurse while her husband wasn't there. She was 24. He held a knife to her throat, threatened to kill her if she screamed, and raped her. Oh, my God. 
That same year, he was a suspect in an attempted rape of a 21-year-old. Fuck. And he was, like, known for indecent exposure. Oh, my God. So he was arrested for the rape. Guess how long he spent in jail? A night. Okay, well, not that extreme. (laughs) 12 months of an 18-month prison sentence. For holding, like, rape. With a deadly weapon. Yes, with a deadly weapon. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Of course, it was 1967, so benefit of the doubt, Austria, I'm looking at you. Hopefully, it's a little more extreme. But what can I say, though, when you've got schmucks like the kids here who raped that girl and got four months? You know what I mean? So, we're no better. Also, I feel like it was definitely premeditated that he, like, seeked her out. Oh, yeah. Because her husband was out of town. Oh, absolutely. So it's first-degree rape, faux show. Yeah. So at the time, I don't know if it's still the case, but with the Austrian law, after 15 years, your record's expunged. (gasps) What? Yeah. That ain't cool. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's cool for people who get in trouble with some juvenile thing, you know, but, I mean, even then, I feel like... It should still be on the record. I feel like if it's some, like, a kid doing something stupid, they got caught up in, I don't know, drugs or something, and they they fucked up. That's one thing. But a violent attack, rape or no rape, but more so rape, but a violent attack. Yeah. They're going to do that shit again. Yeah. That, I don't feel like, should be expunged. Now... Of course, there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah. You know, let's say that a kid gets in, like, a really bad bar fight or something, and somebody gets hurt. You know, there, again, there's always going to be exceptions. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, come on. Fucking rape expunged after 15. Like, that's. Yeah. So, they go, okay, I'm going to wait for 15 years, and I'm going to get my exactly. rocks off again and not go to jail as long because my record's expunged. Exactly. And probably isn't admissible or whatever. And there's always a start to a pattern, and you're erasing the start. Mm-hmm. Later in life, when he would talk about his childhood, at first he would say that his mom was the best woman in the world. She was strict as it was necessary. Like, those are his quotes. But then later he said that his mom, quote, she used to beat me until I was lying in a pool of blood on the floor. It left me feeling totally humiliated and weak. My mother was a servant and she used to work hard all her life. I never had a kiss from her. I was never cuddled, although I wanted it. I wanted her to be good to me. He also said that his mom called him a Satan, a criminal, and a no good. So he said, he's quoted saying that he had a horrible fear of his mother but in 1959 after you know he's married bought a house his mother moved in with them and it's said that like over time their roles reversed and his mom actually came to fear him so i I don't know how much of it's true or not true but you know he could have been making up for the years that he felt that way i mean in a bad way i'm not being you know yeah I mean, it's shitty because it said that he locked his mom in the attic and bricked her window, <gasps> at, like like bricked her, bricked up her window. She she couldn't see outside after telling the neighbors that she died and kept her lock up, locked up there until her death in 1980. Fuck. It's not known how long he kept her in the attic, but the newspapers speculated it may have been up to 20 years. Holy shit. Yep. Whoa. 
Norman uh, Bates much? I know. A forensic psychiatrist said that his mom was, like, unpredictable and abusive. And, like, this is weird, but he said, I don't, I don't really, like, I get it, but I don't get it. That Joseph referred to himself, or I'm sorry, yeah. He referred to himself as the, quote, alibi child. Like, meaning that the only reason why his mom gave birth to him was to prove that she wasn't barren. I, I could see that. With the times, yes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Hell, I honestly could see that nowadays. True. Where people do have kids just because they think that's what it's supposed to happen. Like, they graduate, they get married, they have kids. Yeah. And if you aren't producing by, like, 21, everyone's like, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When are you getting married? When are you going to go on a date? <laughs> You remember how I said that he had the kids? Mm-hmm. Like, seven of them. Yeah. Well, he had one of, one of his daughters. Her name was Elizabeth. And in 1977, that's she was 11, and that's when he began sexually oh, abusing no. her. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm already getting pissed off. Girl, wait. When Elizabeth was 15, she had completed her compulsory education and she got a job. She was working as a waitress. And she was like, fuck this. I'm out. Like, I don't want to live here anymore with these people. Like, dad's a piece of shit. Like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So in January of 1983, she runs away from home. And she goes into hiding in Vienna. And she went with a friend from work. Bless her heart. So three weeks after she ran away, the police found her and took her back to her parents. Oh, Fuck. After she returned home to live with her parents, she started working as a waitress again and then was offered a job in, like, in a nearby town. Well, on August 28th of 1984, Elizabeth's 17. No, she's not. She's 18. (laughs) And she goes missing. No. So her mother, Rosemary, files a missing police report. Oh, my gosh. A missing persons report. I don't know what that means. They're looking everywhere, like, they're looking for weeks and weeks, and there's no word from Elizabeth. So, they're like, oh, my God, like, she's passed, like, you know, she's whatever. Yeah. So, they look for her for a few weeks, and then they get a letter from Elizabeth saying that she's run away again. She's like, I'm out, like, fuck y'all, I'm not coming back this time. Is it for real? So, her dad said that... He thinks that she left to join this cult that was kind of sort of nearby. Oh, God, it wasn't real. Fuck. Because she had talked about it before. Well. Fuck. The day she went missing, Joseph had called her into the basement because he was, you know, he was like in construction and stuff. And he was making some, doing some construction downstairs. And he had this door that he needed to help putting on. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. So, again, he needs some help putting the a door on this newly renovated basement celery type, celery, cellar type thing. <laughs> Don't go down to the basement. He's already got the attic occupied. He, oh, gosh. So, she went down there. She's holding the door up. Joseph fixes it into place. And as soon as it was on the hinges, he swung the door open, pushed Elizabeth inside, Knocking her unconscious with ether-soaked, like a ether-soaked towel. 
and locked her in. Oh my god. But she's not dead? No, she's alive. No, he he knocked her and co- like he put like yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. the thing that you put on the, like quintessential yes like, like movie moment put yeah. the ma- put the handkerchief over their mouth oh my God. and they did he just up. like keep her down there and abuse her oh Carrie why did you pick this one so the cellar was it was like dirt walls mm-hmm. to the cellar oh I'm picturing that root cellar of that other yes family that other story yes oh. Y'all, I'm going to need a donut after this. I hate my emotions. <laughs> okay. So the house was built in 1890. A, a newer building was added in 1978. Like, he applied for the building permit for, like, an extension with mm-hmm. a basement. Well, in 1983, when the inspectors came to visit the site, they, they see the extension and, you know, like, check, check, check. The extension looks good. It's following code done what they didn't see was that the basement was actually much larger than they knew because he had built up built like a temporary wall Mm -hmm. to block like he had like basically like excavated extra like underneath the soil so nobody knew that that was back there oh my gosh and so he made this like hidden part of that cellar like he had a sink a toilet a bed a little hot plate, and a refrigerator. Oh, he was planning. Then, this motherfucker. Then he added, like, a little passageway from, like, that new part to the pre-existing basement part from the, like, older property, and he was the only one that knew about that passageway. So, some stuff says that, like, there was a bed in it, but one of the things that I found said this is what all it had in it, that it had... Three small, like, opening, like, cells, almost, like, as it comes off. So, I'm picturing, like, almost like, you know, how a hallway will break off into, Mm -hmm. like, three rooms at the end. Kind of like that. It had, like, again, like I said, basic cooking area and bathroom facilities and two sleeping areas, which had two beds each. So, it had two different access points, a hinge door, which we know about, that was 500 kilograms, which is a ton, like, um, half a ton. Holy fuck. Because a ton's 2,000 pounds, right? Sure. It's <laughs> it's a ton. It's one, it's 1,100 pounds in, for all of us Americans that don't understand the metric system. I sure don't. <laughs> so it's 1,100 pounds. He hit her with that door? No, she helped him put it up, and then he ethered her, shoved her in there with her Sh- unconscious, oh, and thought, then, like, bolted it. Oh, I thought you meant, like, he pushed the door in, knocking her down, and then ether her. No, no, no. Whew, okay, I was about to say, she ain't alive after mm-mm, that tone hit her. So, they, they think that, like, over time, that the that door became unstable because it was so heavy. And so, a metal door with concrete and, like, steel rails was used to reinforce it. And oh that God. was 300 kilograms, so 650 pounds. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, one, poor playing on your part, fucking engineer. Mm-hmm. So then, so remember two entrances, so that was one. Then beside a shelf that he had in his basement was like a electronic code box. Oh, fuck. Very sneaky, sneaky. Yes. So to get to that door, there were five locking basement room <gasps> doors that you had to get through to get to that area. Holy, and nothing good so for playing it. Like eight, 
eight doors in total. One that had the deep doop boop boop deep doop boop to get to this area. Okay, at least it wasn't all the deep boop boop boos because homegirl can't keep. They would be like, "Oh fuck, we're never gonna get through here," and then they're gonna be like, "Let's just try the same one." Oh, let's because I can't remember uh-huh. all those numbers. Well, here's the thing: I get lost. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> one. Okay. I keep all my keys on one key ring. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, like, a fire safety box for all the important things. Uh-huh. They're both on my key ring. Mine, too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not good at planning this kind of shit, because I would lose those keys. Uh-huh. Or they'd be like, why do you have 15 fucking keys on here? Be like, door number one, door number Meanwhile, two. Meanwhile, I swear to God, I, this is one of the funniest quotes, is from Big Bang Theory, when I think it's Penny has, like, a shit ton of keys on her keychain. He's like, what are you, a warden? <laughs> Oh, fuck. It ain't funny here, though, because he kind of was. Oh, true. Okay. sorry about that. Okay. So, I hate this guy. I'm sorry. I was just thinking, he is just having a great old fucking time with all these big master plans. Mm -hmm. And, oh. Girl, just sit back. Oh, God. Okay. So, remember he, like, did, he was, like, a electrical engineering type thing and did a lot of sales Mm -hmm. and all of that. Okay. So, every morning at 9 a.m., he would head down to the basement so he could p- draw plans for the machines that he sold. So, his family thought. Sometimes he would even spend the night down there. But his wife was like, you know, it's no big deal. He works hard. You know, he's very dedicated to his career. He's the breadwinner, making that money. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, he was going to visit Elizabeth in the basement. Oh, my gosh. He would visit her... At a minimum of three times a week, <gasps> but usually every day. Oh, my gosh. So, every time he went down there, like, to visit her, he raped her. Oh, my gosh. Two years into her captivity. <gasps> Two years? She got pregnant. Oh, gosh. And miscarried at 10 weeks. Oh, blessed. hmm Oh, my God. I am commenting on everything because it... It's okay. It's It, it needs <sighs> it. This is, I, I, get, I, I probably should have said trigger warning. Without warning. Warning. Yes. Two years after that. Mm-hmm. Two plus two equals four. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, two years after that, she got pregnant again. This time, carried it to term. So this is August of 1988. She had a baby girl named Kirsten. Two years after that, she had a baby boy named Stefan. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, Kirsten and Stefan were in the cellar with their mom for the whole time that she was in prison there. How did she give birth? Like, I, I can't even That's some handmade that. style shit. I can't. No. Uh-uh. And here's the thing, is that that also shows you how deep he had her in there. Yes. And soundproofed and stuff. Like... That nobody heard her screaming, giving birth, or maybe he threatened her life. I don't know. Threatened the baby's life. You, you know, because, like, I know you don't watch this show, but on Netflix there's a show called Call the Midwife. And, like, it's a British, like, I don't know, drama, I guess. But it's based in the 50s, 40s and 50s. And there was a couple of episodes where it was, like, the woman was supposed to have birth and not say anything. Like, not make any noise. What kind of Scientology crap is that? I know. And so, so I'm just wondering, too, if maybe... I, I don't know. I don't know. Because it wasn't soundproof. Don't get me wrong. It, the the basement was not soundproof. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But how did they not hear her giving birth is yeah. what I'm like. So either 
luck of the draw, it was when nobody was home or he had some way to explain it off. I, I don't oh, know. Gosh. I don't know how you didn't hear babies cry. Like, I don't yeah. know. So every week he would bring them food and water. But they had like a sink and stuff. So I don't know why he had to bring them water because they had a toilet and all of that. So there was clearly running water to it. I but mean, it might need to be filtered. True. But, and they had, like I said, just like a hot plate. It wasn't like a, a nice stove or oven or anything. Yeah. Well, okay. heaven forbid he splurges on his fucking lair. So, Stefan was born, like I said, February of 1990. Two years later, she got pregnant again. Oh, my gosh. And Lisa was born. This was August of 1992. A lot of Leos. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... In so in May of 1993, Lisa's nine months old, and she's discovered outside the house in like in a cardboard box. And wait, why? Okay, so Joseph had taken her and put her outside their house and wrote a note, supposedly by Elizabeth, saying that that was her child and she needed them to look out. Oh so he's God. he's still like perpetuating this. Mm-hmm. She's in a cult. She's out she ran away she's still alive she wrote us that one letter okay now she dropped her kid off at our doorstep to be raised yeah because here's her letter saying she's can i can't take care of her take care of her i wonder what was different about lisa i don't know but if you remember he had gotten you know arrested and all that long time ago so the reason i highlighted the fact that his record was expunged was because it allowed him and his wife to foster elizabeth's child (sighs) whoa Mm-hmm. So, in 1993, Elizabeth is, like, begging him to make it bigger. And I think that's when he added that. How I was, like, it says a couple different things. Imagine that. I didn't have something right. I think that's <laughs> when he added, like, a little more space. Because she's got two kids down there. Yeah. And her now. That is, like, oh, my gosh. Please make my prison bigger to accommodate mm-hmm. your family. Incestuous children. Oh, God. I I just can't. I know. Okay. So, Elizabeth had only done her compulsory education. I mean, she only went as far in school as she absolutely had to by law. Yeah. So, she didn't... Like, here in the U.S., it's eighth grade. I'm not sure what it was in Austria. But she did her best to teach the kids as much as she could, give them as normal life as she could. I mean, they had no windows. They had no sunlight, no... Nothing. And so she she did the best she could. Okay, February 26th of 1994, the fourth child is born. What? Monica. Damn. Mm-hmm. And then and she's, oh God, very fertile. Yes, bless and her And it's heart. like legit like every two years. It's like as soon as her body heals, she gets pregnant again. Well, she gets it from her mama because. They had seven. Yeah. I know. Oh, it makes me sick. Like so fucking sick that this monster Goes down there, and every day, every three days at the min, or you know, three days a week at Mm -hmm. minimum, and plays house and rapes his daughter. Like, fuck you. Yes. Okay, when Monica is 10 months old, he does the same thing. Monica's found outside the house, like outside the entrance of the house in a stroller this time. I wonder what changed. I, I, I don't know if it's space. I don't know if it's... Oh, yeah. 
I don't know. But he waits until they're nine and ten months old. Like, I guess that's long enough for them to be, like, be weaned from breastfeeding and stuff, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, so, after they find, quote, find Monica outside, Rosemary, which is the, I'm sorry, M- Rosemarie, the wife, she gets a phone call asking her to take care of the child. So, the mom's like, okay, the person who called sounded just like Elizabeth. But the mom's like, how did she know our phone number? It's new and it's unlisted. How did she get our phone number? Yeah. And so... Didn't think about that, motherfucker. I know. And they think that he used, like, made her record it. Mm. So, two years later, May 28th, 1996. If you said she has another one. She gives birth to twin boys. Oh, fuck. One of them only survives three days. Bless it. And he cremates the body. And the child that survived, Alexander, he's taken upstairs when he's 15 months old and, quote, discovered, much like his two sisters. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm glad that he did take Alexander up there because in my head, I was like, Lisa and Monica... I hope he didn't, like, want to have them up there to do, to, like, to groom them. them. Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, I don't know. But, like, him taking the boy, that breaks that pattern. Yeah, of, that's true. And so, that was like, whew, okay. Like, I hate it. But, in my, you know, it helps yeah. me not be, like, over here festering. Yes. <sighs> then, in December of 2002. 2002. Felix is born. Holy fuck. But he didn't take Felix upstairs because he said that his wife couldn't care for another child. Wow. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth spent 24 years in that basement. 24? 24? hmm I, I have no words. I know. She gave birth to seven kids down there. Holy fuck. Like. So three stayed with her. Three went up to the top and then the one passed she is a strong ass woman so fucking strong like i can't even i can't even 24 fucking years oh my gosh okay april 19th 2008 i graduated from college like Uh a month after this Uh she would have too oh god don't tell me that i'm gonna cry you know what I mean? Like yes, she's poor Elizabeth. I mean, she's younger. I guess that's extreme. She's older than us, but still, because he she was born in like 1960 or something. Yeah, but, but still, still, she was like 18 when he took her in the cellar. April 19th, 2008. Kirsten. She is now 19 years old. That's the first child Whoa. born. She she could sign up. For the military, and she hasn't even left the basement. She hasn't even seen sunlight. Uh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, there are no words. I know. So Kirsten passes out and is very sick. So Elizabeth is begging Joseph to take her, to take Kirsten to the hospital to get, you know, get her some help. She, I mean, it was like very quickly she fell. I mean, it was like she was critically ill. Oh my gosh. So finally, Joseph was like, okay, 
I'll take her to the fucking hospital. Oh, my gosh. He took Kirsten out of the cellar, called an ambulance, and said that, miraculously, Kirsten had a note on her from Elizabeth saying, this is my daughter. She's she's sick. Can you take care of her? So, Kirsten goes to the hospital. How does she go outside and, like, is she blinded? I mean. I don't know. I, I think she was unconscious, probably. I don't know. Oh, I can't, God I, I, I don't know. She may not be. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Okay. So, for a week, the police are like, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. They're, the police are, like, try, questioning her. They're asking the public if you have any information on this girl and her family. Like, contact us. But, of course, nobody came forward. That is mind-blowing. Because you see that shit on the news. Yeah. This would I'm surprised. Well, it's in Austria. But still, like. Yeah. You see it and you're like, oh, well, hopefully someone comes forward. Like, someone's going to know about this person. No. There's no. She no. does not exist. I know. So, the, the doctors are like, this girl, she is incredibly malnourished. Oh, my gosh. Her teeth are rotting <gasps> out. No. Because think about it. She has no sunlight, so she has no vitamin D and all that. They're, they never go to the fucking dentist. They're not get. I mean, like. Yeah. Bless their hearts. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the, the police are eventually like, this is weird. You know, they're like. Joseph's acting kind of weird. Right. This is kind of weird. So, they start to go, where the fuck is Elizabeth? Yeah. And so, they start to read the letters that Elizabeth had, quote, been leaving for the family. And Mm -hmm. they started noticing, like, so, the police are starting to put pressure on Joseph and just the the whole situation. Reopen the case on Elizabeth's disappearance. Like, awesome. So, it's he's starting to feel the pressure. So, we don't know why he did it, but we're happy he did it. April 26th of 2008, he releases Elizabeth, Stefan, and Felix from the cellar oh and they gosh. go upstairs. Elizabeth immediately goes to the hospital to see her daughter. And as soon as she got there, staff are like, Zero 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 or whatever it is yeah. there nine one one here one 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 whatever the fuck it is <laughs> there's a girl here she kind of this this is sketch mm-hmm. and so when the police get there they take her into custody to be questioned about like what the fuck is wrong with Kirsten yeah and this is what your father's story is what in the actual fuck is going on yeah and she's like if you promise to never make me see my father again I'll tell you the story. God bless her. And it just says so much about her. I feel like that we, she went straight to the hospital to see her daughter mm-hmm. and didn't go to the police uh-huh. or, you know, or try to get revenge or do anything yes. to him. It was straight to her daughter. Yeah. Yep. So she told the police that her dad had kept her in the basement and that she had had seven children. And oh, my God. All of the children were his. He was the father. And that he would come down in the middle of the night and force her to watch porn, like pornographic movies, and then would rape her or make her act out the porn oh in gosh. front of the kids to like demean her. No. 
And she told him that he had been, uh, like, abusing her, you know, sexually abusing her since she was 11. So he was arrested that night. When the children were released, Rosemary fled the house. It's alleged she knew nothing about any of it. Joseph backed up her story. So we're, we don't 100% know if she... She had to have had a little bit of an inkling. Yeah. Because it's just a weird... But she didn't technically know. Yeah. Well, I feel like if any kid is like, I'm going to run away. Uh-huh. Like, already ran away. Police brought her back. Then she's like, I'm going to run away again. I don't think she would send her kids to you. To you, yes. To raise. Exactly. She ran away for a reason. Yeah. So, if you remember me saying they had, like, the apartments and stuff. So, there were people who lived, like, on the property in those apartments. Like, on the first floor. Okay. She's in the basement. People lived on this first floor. Oh, my gosh. And then they lived on the floor above it. So, the... The people who were living in the apartments, they, so they go back and they're asking all the people who have ever lived there. Yeah. And they're like, we had no fucking idea. Like, we heard some noise, but he always said it was the faulty piping. Wow. And, like, the heater and stuff kicking on. And so, I mean, they didn't go. I mean, it's not their yeah. place. They can't go down there and look. They're, they, you know, they're in that apartment. And they're not renting out the cellar. Right. And so, they believed him. And so, they're like, no, we had no idea either. And so, it just made it a little more plausible that... Rosemary didn't know because even the people who lived in the in-between space didn't mm-hmm. know. So they're like, well, maybe she really didn't know. He was indicted on the murder of the infant Michael who didn't make, who only lived for three days because he was absolutely negligent. And had he yeah, taken him to the hospital or, you know, not done it, period, he would have survived. Right. If convicted of that, he faced between 10 years and life. He was also charged with rape, incest, kidnapping, false imprisonment, and slavery, all which carry a maximum of a 20-year term. Are, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He pled guilty to all the charges with the exception of murder and grievous assault by threatening to... Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I, missed, I can't believe I forgot this. So, he told them that, like, if they made too much noise or tried to get out or anything like that, that he had set the basement up to where he could pump gas in there and kill them. Oh, my gosh. And so so they charged him with grievous uh, grievous assault by threatening to gas them. Yeah. You're going to shit your pants when I tell you this. The defense attorney said that <laughs> Joseph was, quote, not a monster because he had brought a Christmas tree down to his captives during the holiday season. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for them. They had Whoville down there. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Meanwhile, they were malnourished and yeah. never saw sunlight. And, oh, he was raping his daughter and yeah. had seven children with her. I'm sorry. He's fucking Krampus, not Santa. Oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all, Donna is lit over here. Okay. Like, who is his lawyer? What is his name? I need to know, can I phone a friend and fucking cuss him out? Rudolph Mayer is his oh, name. Oh, fucking Rudolph. That's why he was like, oh, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Better shine that fucking nose somewhere else. Okay. So the prosecuting attorney was pressing for life in prison 
but in an institution for the criminally insane, which I don't, I don't know. I don't know Australia, Australian, not at all. <laughs> I don't know Austrian laws, whatever. But yeah. she, one of the things that she did was to show the jurors how, like, small the cellar, her prison, her dungeon yeah. was. And so, so it was only five feet, eight inches tall. So, one meter and Holy 74 fuck. centimeters. Yeah. So, like, two inches taller than me. Mm-hmm. And so, it was, like, of course, very, like, damp and moldy and musty. And, like, they t- had a box of some really musty objects that they took from the cellar and, like, passed it around Ugh. to the jurors. And the jurors were, like, flinching, they said. Ugh. Because Elizabeth said, never make me see him again, she had taped, like, videotaped testimony. The first day of testimony, the jurors had to sit there and watch 11 hours of her testimony. Whoa. On the video. Yes. So they, okay. They I said could that, not be a juror on this. I would no, be. No, listen. Oh they God. said that the tapes were so, quote, harrowing that eight of the jurors couldn't watch more than two hours at a time. Oh, my gosh. That would be me? They had four replacement jurors on standby because they were... Like, to be able to replace the regular jurors if they couldn't bear to hear any more of the evidence. Whoa. So, okay, so they had the video testimony. Elizabeth's older brother testified and said that he was physically abused as a child. Well, shit, there goes my whole thing about Alexander. Mm-hmm. So his wife, but physically, not sexually. Oh, yeah, okay. Whew. So uh, Not that that's better, I'm just saying. But his wife... Rosemarie, and all of Elizabeth's children refused to testify. So, old Rudolph said that... his nose so bright. Uh-huh. Won't you guide my trial tonight? <laughs> he said that Elizabeth was in the, like, in the courtroom the day of her video testimony, but she was there wearing a disguise, and that Joseph Fritzl, quote, recognized that Elizabeth was in court, and from this point on, you could see Joseph Fritzl going pale, and he broke down. It was, again, quote, it was a meeting of eyes that changed his mind. And then that's when he approached the judge and pled guilty on all charges. So he was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 15 years. He said that he accepted his sentence sentence and would not appeal. In June of 2008, Kirsten, because she had been in like a medically induced coma, and the doctors woke her up and... She was able to be reunited with her mom and all, and she made a full recovery. And see fucking sunlight. I know. I I know. Okay, this is kind of dumb. What this article says that it was revealed that Elizabeth and her children were more traumatized than previously thought. Um, Um, What the fuck did you think? They were, she was held in a bunker for 24 years years her father is the father of her kids their father is their grandfather what the fuck you don't think they're trauma do you know the shit that they they had to watch their mom act out porn yeah oh my god so they said that she like kirsten would tear out clumps of her hair oh god and that like she shredded her dresses and would stuff them in the toilet and that Stefan couldn't walk properly because he was five eight, and so <gasps> no. he would. So he was like forced to like stoop over. Oh, but fuck. see, the, one thing said the cellar was 
like five feet six inches. One thing said it was five eight and a half. So, but either way, he had to stoop. Yeah. Holy fuck. It said that, like, when you, like, if anybody dimmed the lights in a room or closed doors, that Kirsten and Stefan would immediately go into these awful anxiety and panic attacks. And that the the three kids that were sent upstairs, Mm -hmm. that they had a lot of, like, anger and resentment issues that had, I mean, lots of counseling. Counseling for everybody. I mean, this is just awful. After the trial... The kids, kids and Elizabeth are going through therapy, so they they have like quote upstairs children and downstairs children. Yeah, and it said that the upstairs children have they're trying to work through the fact that their father lied to them because he told them that Elizabeth abandoned them. I mean, because oh, what else gosh. is he going to tell them? Yeah. I mean, they had a note, you know, and that he abused them as well. No. And that they're still, so they're working through all of that. And then, of course, finding out that their siblings and their mother were in prison that whole time. And then the downstairs kids are receiving therapy because just the the sensory deprivation from normal development, the lack of fresh air and sunshine, and again, the, the abuse that their mother received from him, you know, with their, I mean... It, at the very least, within earshot. Right. But they saw everything. You know, it touches on the fact that they may have some genetic problems because it's an incestuous relationship. Yeah. But they never said, like, you know, anything in particular that made them, that we knew about, you know. Right. In March of 2016, their dad, like, Joseph, got in a fight with another inmate. <laughs> Because the guy set up a fake online dating profile for him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So he got in a fight. Fritzel, you know, oh, Joseph lost and lost a few teeth in the fight. Oh, shit. Apparently he's, like, really unpopular with the other inmates and mostly is in, like, solitary confinement. Like, he tried to change his name and all that. We don't give a shit about him. They sold, the house was sold, we renovated it to make it, like, multiple different apartments and stuff, but a lot of people think that it should have been torn down, but it's renovated, it's rejuvenated, it's, you know. Elizabeth lives in a secret village, like, it's just known as Village X, like, she's basically in the Witness Protection Program. Nobody knows where she lives. A whole new identity, the kids have a whole new identity. Her house is constantly in, under CCTV surveillance and police patrol it like all the time the family like does does not do any more interviews i want to see like before and after pictures well she's now in her mid-50s and the last photo taken of her was when she was 16 whoa yes i mean good for her yes and i just wanted to read this last little thing and then i'll be done but this is about this is from a police officer and at the time when they were you know, let out or whatever Mm -hmm. from the thing. Felix was only five. And I just want to read this quote really quickly. It said, the policeman said he was pressing his nose on the car window and just looking, looking at the stars, looking at the light. For the first time in his life, he was seeing the stars. And he was just quiet, pressing his nose against the car window and being astounded by everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can picture it. I know. Oh, 
I know. You know, usually, too, like, it's, you do that when you're saying goodbye, mm-hmm. but he was saying good riddance. And hello to yeah. the world, to, I mean, everything. That was so good and, and Awful. terrible. I know. Yes. I know. I, I mean, when I saw, like, when I clicked it and I saw how long he had held her captive, like, oh, my, I, can't, I just I can't even... My brain can't wrap around that. Yeah. My brain can't process one being locked away like that, period. But even for a month. Oh, right. The, I mean, this woman is, has to be one of the strongest people ever in the universe. In all of the universes. (laughs) You know? I mean, she gave birth seven times. And you know it had to be by herself. He ain't fucking helping. He's like, you're on your own, bitch. And... One of them was twins, so she had to do oh it. Oh my god! All, you know what I mean? Like, can it's you just, imagine carrying twins? No, and then being <sighs> stumped over because that's not a word, or that it is, but whatever. Slumped over because the fucking roof is an inch and a half from oh your my head, gosh. and you're in this like, like what? The air quality, their lungs, oh their all gosh. that. It was this moldy, musty cellar with dirt walls. Like, but I'm so happy that he didn't kill them. I'm so shocked that he didn't, he didn't kill her before the 24 years. Like, he, you know, yeah, I just, how did he not get tired of her? You know what I mean? Like for, I I want to know all about his mind and Mm -hmm. why, because, you know, usually people get kept and then they are killed and then, right. You know, okay, now someone else goes down here, or he holds their kid capped. You know, like, thank God that didn't happen. I know. But I'm just like, why? And like how you said, we don't know why he let them go. I know. You know, and it's just like, what? And why did, I mean, again, with the three kids that went upstairs, like, what was part of that decision-making process for him to go up there, for yeah. him to take them up there, and and risk that level of like the level of risk that it took of him being caught, right? So I think that he eventually, not I think I know he did because I see the pictures. He eventually did cover up most of the dirt walls with like walls, and I think there's some like carpeting on some of the walls too that acted as a sound protectant. But I mean, again, the the tenants above them did hear. Some of yeah. it. I mean, again, they. it was quiet enough that they thought it was. They could explain it away as the faulty pipes. But just, I, I can't even imagine. And so there's pictures, too, of there of what it looks like now. Because they redid everything and made it apartments. It's really swanky and nice now. And I mean, you know, of course there's a lot of bad energy there. But nobody died. So it's not like it's yeah. haunted, you know. It's just so crazy to me that, like, there's no... We don't know what she looks like at all. I know. Yeah. So, that's the story of Elizabeth Fritzel and her 24-year imprisonment by her own father. That's unfathomable. I know. Like, the that would be a movie that you were like, there's no fucking way. Right. Like, there's no fucking way that someone could keep someone hidden for 24 years. And that somebody could survive it and not... Literally go crazy. Yeah. Okay. Picture Uh it for the second time. (laughs) 
I was about to, I thought you were about to say like, I see you a 24 year dungeon and I raise you a, and I was like, oh God, this is going to be really bad. Oh, it's not. Okay. It's out of this world. Are you doing aliens? (laughs) Maybe. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So picture it. Kentucky, 1955. Always in fucking Kentucky. Mm Mm-hmm. And guess what? It was actually August 21st, 1955. All this shit in August tonight. I mean. Sidebar. Speaking of like August and Leo and all that stuff. Do you know what I learned? What? That people use the Farmer's Almanac to, for everything. Like, to know when to potty train your kids. Really? To know when to quit smoking. To know when to go hunting. To know when to do everything. To know, like, the pool of the moon. Like, it's like, I was, because one of my... Did you learn that on that date from that guy on Farmers Only? (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie's like, don't. She wishes. No, no, no. No, because we were talking about that one of my friends went to labor. Cause, and she was like, when she go to labor? And I was like, on that blood moon. Because mm-hmm. that blood moon sent her into labor. Yeah. And she, she, the other girl was like, well, I used the farm, farmer's almanac to potty train my kids. And it took no time. I had no problems. And I was like, what? I didn't know that was a thing. No. I mean, like, I knew, like. Full moons, babies yeah. come, people yeah. get hurt, ERs are packed, like, yeah, you know, pressure's really bad outside, I get a migraine, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, but did not know it went that deep. I mean, city folk, they just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, this takes place at the Sutton Farmhouse in Kelly, which is like a rural... You did so good with that word. Were you practicing? I've been practicing. <gasps> that was so good. Um, but, God, that sounded so condescending, I and mean, I really didn't mean it that no, way. I no. meant it like, oh, my God. I mean, that's like my Achilles heel. It is. Okay, so Kelly is like a rural suburb of Hopkinsville, which is still a small town. Mm-hmm. But Kelly's like really rural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely can't say that. I was going to say, you did really good with the rural. <laughs> And then I was... I you raised a, it. No, I panicked a little whenever I realized I was saying those two R's together. <laughs> I was like, really rural. <laughs> there was this little old lady who lived in a sheep. No, wrong story. Lots of kids. <laughs> I mean, the, it could start this way. But no, Glennie Lankford, she's 50 years old and widowed. And she lives in this simple farmhouse with her son from her first marriage. His name is J.C. Sutton and his wife, Aileen. And they had three children from her second marriage. Their names, Lonnie, Carlton, and Mary. Lonnie's 12, Carlton's 10, and Mary's 7. So, I mean... Yeah, they're all preteens. Yeah. So, like I said, simple farmhouse. They kept a few pigs, a dog, some farm cats. You gotta have cats around a farm. They had no radio, no phone, no TV. Oh, no. And What year was this? 55. No. <laughs> and their only water came from a well outside. Mm-hmm. Did it have a pump or did they have to go fish it out? It did have a pump. But they still had to pump it? Yeah. Fuck that. Pump, pump, pump it up. Pump that well water up. <laughs> well, August 21st, Mrs. Langford, she had some guests over and one was Elmer 
Lucky is his name. Yes, and staying is his game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what we're going to call him, Lucky. Okay. That was her eldest son. This is a lot of people. It's a lot. This is a Carrie story. I was going to say, it's like Carrie's, but... I'm I'm not going to tell you, like, all their fucking ages. Okay. The oldest was 35, and... Was he single? <laughs> yes. Oldest, 35. Youngest, 21. Okay. Like, in these age ranges yeah. that I'm about to say. So, Elmer Lucky Sutton, his wife, Vera, and then Elmer's, or Lucky's friend, Billy Ray Taylor... Okay. Can we just talk about that name? Don't break my heart. <laughs> my achy, breaky heart. <laughs> Billy Ray Taylor's wife, June. Aileen, who is J.C. Sutton, mm-hmm. his, his wife, her brother, O.P. Baker, was staying at this night, too. Okay? So, for a total, 11 people. At the house. At this house. Okay. Whew. If you can get through that. Stick with us. Yes. So, the Taylors, Lucky, and Vera, they have been visiting for a while. They, It's kind of like their off-season because they all are carnival workers. Like, oh. not like in acts. It's just like taking your tickets. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you want? You want the unicorn? You want this? Yes. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, hey, Donna, you want to try to get this fish? Why did I always play that fucking game? And I hate fucking fish. I never went to the fair. My parents didn't let us. Girl. We didn't go to the fair. Or if we did anything like that, we certainly didn't play those games. Because my parents were like, we're not spending money on that. <laughs> oh, I, I, my dad probably was like, you're not going to that. And I was like, when does Walker come on? And he's like, head on over there. Mm-hmm. Play all the games you want. Whatever. We'll be homeless. You just have fun. Let me, yeah. let me watch Walker. So, all right. We have all those people. They're in there playing fucking Pictionary or some shit because they mm-hmm. ain't got nothing else to do. What do... All they have to do is drink. And eat. I would be 700 pounds <laughs> and an alcoholic. I mean, yeah. So, around 7, Billy Ray, he goes out to the well to get a drink. Like, mm-hmm. let's pump some water. In the sky, he sees a bright, silvery, saucer-shaped object... And it's just gliding through the air. It was like so, like 20-something feet off the ground. And it had like streaks behind it that were rainbow colored. 20 feet's awfully low. Yeah, because it's like off in the distance when he sees this. Okay. So it's just like, the fuck? You know? Yeah. Well, he goes in and he's like, y'all? I'm just thinking like... What would you do if you were sitting there playing Pictionary or fucking Presidents and Assholes Three Men Some Drinking Game and you were this dude walks in and says he just saw a fucking alien. Well, he didn't say alien. A UFO. Yes. Well, no one believed him because Billy Ray was known to be extra. <laughs> and so everyone's like, he's just trying to get a rise out of us because mm-hmm. at this point in the 50s and stuff, flying saucers were. Kind of like in a big craze. Yeah. So, you know, they're like... Yeah. I mean, he's just trending. You know? <laughs> Hashtag UFO. Whatever. Well, then, within an hour of the sighting, that one of the dogs starts, like, barking its head off. So, Billy Ray and Lucky, they're like, let's go out back, see what the dog's barking at. And they go out with their guns, because, you know, they're a... Uh, 
shoot first, ask questions later type yeah. people. They the OG murderinos. Yes. Well, when they went outside, the dog ran underneath the house because it like tucked his tail, ran underneath the house, and that is where he stayed till the next day. Damn. Yeah. Well, so they notice Billy Ray and Lucky. They noticed a glow approaching from the field. And they said as it came closer, they can make out a figure of a small creature. It's like three to four feet tall. With a large round head resting directly on its shoulders. With a long, thin mouth. Long arms that reached almost to the ground. It had huge hands with talons on its fingers and large floppy ears. They said the eyes pointed 45 degrees from the center and they emitted a yellow light. And they said the upper body was really muscular. Well, not really, but like it was muscular. Yeah. But the legs were like little like bird legs. You know, like when you see someone that's top heavy and you're like, they're little legs. Yeah, they're like, friends don't let friends skip leg day. <laughs> yes, that. So it was just like really thin. And they said it didn't have any knees. So did it walk on its hands? No, but it kind of, they say it kind of like floated above the ground a little bit, but it had a waddle. Hmm. They said it looked like it was just like wading through water. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The entire creature was silver in color, but it had a eerie glow because it's completely dark. Yeah. You know, again, in the middle of nowhere. So was this thing in something or was it just like walking? It's walking out of the darkness. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was thinking they were seeing the UFO and then they saw him in it. And I was like, how did they get all this detail? But I'm picturing it now. Yeah, no. Like it landed somewhere through the trees when mm-hmm. Lucky was out there getting some water. Yeah. And then he walked, came in and no one believed him. And then an hour later. They walk back out because the dog. Mm-hmm. Dog tucks his tail runs and then they see this creature walking. Yes. I'm following now. Okay. So the creature is walking slowly towards the house. So towards them. And his arms are raised in the air. Like don't shoot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine, like, if he had super long arms, like, what they look like? Over right? his head, yeah. yeah. So, Lucky grabbed his 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun and was ready, you know? Because he had it with him, but now it's like, let's let's Cocked and loaded. This. Yes. You just wanted to say cocked. I did. Because <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have a bullet. <laughs> They move back inside, like, walking kind of back, watching the creature walk towards them. And when they got back into the, like, back door, they're just standing there, and they shoot at it when it comes pretty close. So, the men claim that the creature did, like, a backwards flip and then fell on all fours and ran back to the weeds around the yard. Billy Ray went inside with Lucky and gave his gun to JC and then grabbed the 12 gauge shotgun. Billy Ray and JC shot at the creature like peering through the window, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do a little sneak attack, mm-hmm. a little western style. Mm-hmm. When they shot at it, it also flipped backwards and then ran away. 
but just to the darkness where they couldn't see it anymore. But yeah. like they know it's still out yeah. there. What the men said were that their movements would defy gravity almost. It would be like them floating above the ground. But along with floating above the ground, they would also appear like in really high places. And then they, again, I mentioned this earlier, they walked with a swaying motion. Mm-hmm. Again, about like the wading through water. Yeah. Just. Like a weird fluid movement. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, okay, we shot out a lot of shit. The two creatures we've seen seem like they got hit and ran off. Let's go see if we can find mm-hmm. it. Well, when Billy Ray walked out of the the door, there's like a, a overhanging roof. Mm-hmm. And a clawed hand <gasps> reached down and like grabbed him by his hair but he was able to get away because Aileen pulled him back, was like, get the fuck off him, yeah. you know? Give me back my husband. <laughs> so then Lucky, he's like, hold on. Ran outside, went up to, you know, like pointed at the roof with his gun and was shooting at mm-hmm. whatever was going to be up there. So while he's shooting up a storm on the roof or at the roof, mm-hmm. Billy Ray is like, okay, there's a creature on a branch over here. So they shot at that. Like, one's over here, you know? Yeah. And they said that the creature didn't fall, but kind of just floated to the ground. So, like, what I picture is, like, you know, that one like a feather leaf yeah. or feather? Yes. Yeah. It's just, like, like so... It's, oh, my God. American Beauty yes. paper bag. That's it. So, shot at it while it's floating to the ground, and then it just went off into the darkness. That movie takes a whole new thing now that we know what we know about Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. My mom took me and Tiffany to see that movie. And me and Tiffany love to sit up, like, kind of close to the front. Mm-hmm. And this is how we watch movies. My mom, Tiffany, and then me. Because my mom and Tiffany would always, like, squeeze each other's knees and stuff in, like, horror movies. Because mm-hmm. they're pansies. <laughs> um, but, like, so that was... How we sat. Yeah. I mean, it's just normal. Well, it starts, and it starts off with Kevin Spacey jerking off in the shower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, when something's awkward, but, like, I feel like it was very bright because yeah. he's in the shower, and it's, you know, it's not nighttime. Yeah. So, it's, like, lots of light, and then a lot of older people were there. And yeah. And, man, like, we had to have my mom go with us because we're too young to fucking see the movie. Yeah. And I'm just, like... Uh, like, I know what he's doing, and, like, like, I'm so fucking awkward, you know? And my mom was like, he's getting it. I was gonna say, (laughs) she's, like, the last person you should be feeling awkward with it. Oh, yeah. It was just, like, because I'm on the end, and then I feel like everyone's looking at me, look at this, even though they're probably like, oh, hello. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, do I look? Can I look? Should I look? Are they looking at me? Yeah. (sighs) Too too much. (laughs) Too much. Okay, so at the same time that that one creature is retreating to the weed area darkness, another creature appeared from another corner. So Lucky's shooting at that. Yeah. So I feel like it's Space Invaders. I was just, I swear (laughs) to God, I thought that too. And he's shooting at this creature blank, like point blank range. 
And he said it sounded like it was hitting a metal bucket. Hmm. They're like, that's awkward. But, I mean, you you keep shooting. You hope yeah. that you find a soft spot. and Right, and it penetrates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they saw another creature on the roof. And when they hit that with a bullet, and the creature floated kind of across the yard, mm-hmm. landed on the back fence, and then scurried away. So, the men gave up trying to kill it because... They kept thinking they were hitting it and yeah. stuff, and they weren't. They just kept coming. Yeah. yeah. So three hours go by, and the creatures come up to the house. Like, I picture them being like kids, like leaning over the roof, looking into the mm-hmm. windows. Could you imagine? Looking up from the ground into the windows, like at the door. Yeah. But they were never trying to get Inside, it was more... It was an exploratory mission. Yes. Yes. They were peeping toms. Mm -hmm. They noted that the creatures only came out at places that were in darkness. Not like by the porch light. Yeah. You know, not anywhere that light was. They said that when they ran away from getting shot... It was more like they propelled themselves with their arms more than their legs. Almost like, I'm picturing not this, but like a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. And they also seemed to give more of a glow when they were shot. Mm -hmm. Or what they believed, you know, they shot. And they could never say how many there were, but they never saw more than like two at a time. Okay. But they can't say because... It was just like, one will pop up here, then one will pop up here, then over here. But it's like, you don't know if that other one just, like, ran over yeah, they're and just did like, it. Pew, 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 yeah. moving really fast. Right. I feel like they're, you know, in, like, cop shows when they're doing rescue, like, the mm-hmm. training yes. thing. And it's and like, don't shoot. You just shot the baby or yes. whatever. And it's like this pop-up yes. thing that stand up. Yeah. Okay. So, by 11 o'clock, they're hysterical. I mean, this has been going on. Could you imagine? No. Like, things like looking in the way. No. That you're terrified of. And you don't know what they are. And they're just like, I will find you. (laughs) Yes. They're like, can I buy some sugar? We have some probing questions. (laughs) So, they pile into two vehicles. And they're like, we go into the Hopkinsville police station. That is a hard place to say. (laughs) You know what it sounds like? It's a hop, skip, and a jump from Kelly Oh, sorry. You know what it sounds like? The name that she created, like she lied about in Mr. Deeds, when she's like, I'm from, I'm making this up, but Prairieville Bird or something. I don't think I watched Mr. Deeds that much. I do remember that guy had a black toe or whatever, and he put the fire poker through it or whatever. Yeah. And he said he is very sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Winchesterton Fieldville. (laughs) (laughs) that's funny okay so the cars consisted of five adults and several children all on high alert and terrified they ran in saying we need help we've been fighting them off for nearly four hours so the officers are like who yeah yeah and they all noted that everyone looks really scared so the officers immediately called the chief of police. His name's Russell Greenwell. Then they notified Kentucky State Police. So 
what the police chief said is the witnesses were frightened by something, quote unquote, beyond reason, not ordinary. Hmm. He also said that these people were not the sort of people who normally ran to police. Right. Hello, they fought it off with their arsenal of weapons. Right. Right. He said something had to frighten them, something beyond their comprehension. Hmm. So Um, at least he's not saying it's all fake. He's saying, he's not saying it's an alien, but he's saying something scared him. Right. So a police officer that had some medical training, he was taking their pulses and everything. And he said Billy Ray's pulse rate was more than two times as fast as usual. Well, how do they know what his usual is? I think they mean like the average. I'm making a face. I, this is 1955. I'm just saying. Okay, so now the police chief, two state troopers, and all the witnesses besides June Taylor, Billy Ray's wife. She was like, I, I can't go back there. Yeah. So they drove down to the scene. They also sent a deputy sheriff and called the staff photographer at the Kentucky New Era, a local newspaper. Yeah, good idea. You've got this crime scene where Mm -hmm. people have been attacked. Call the newspaper. And bring your wife. He brought his wife. The photographer? Yes. Welcome to 1955. (laughs) Okay, and then some military police from Fort Campbell came. Golly. These people were just trying to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. A reporter from Madisonville And then one or two curious locals are also arrived, a.k.a. Donna and Patty. Yes. (laughs) Because you heard it on your police scanner. Yeah, my mom probably would be like, Donna, Donna, like, is it school? There's something going on. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Or you were probably not even asleep. True. Like a night owl over here. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Donna needs like three hours of sleep to function. (laughs) Four. Like, legit, like four. She needs like, and I need 18. Yeah. Okay, so they're on their way back to the farmhouse. And then one of the state police, they're like, I hear like a whining sound of artillery fire. Mm -hmm. And then he said he saw two streaks of light flying down to the farm. It said the small army of witnesses, reporters, police, investigators, all of them converged at the farmhouse. Flooded the scene with light because, I mean, everyone's trying to get their mm-hmm. shit. Well, that then they're going to retreat because they don't like light. Exactly. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so, they did not go back in the house. They're just, like, standing outside. The 11 people. Yeah. But then they go, like, the investigators are going through the weeds. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to find them. But they couldn't find anything. Like, no footprints. No, anything. All they found were some, like, bullet holes and stuff. Yeah. But on, like, one of the last kind of looky-loos around, Mm -hmm. the police chief, he found a small patch of grass by the back fence that was, like, kind of glowing, like, had something that was glowing on it at, like, a certain angle. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like that whoop yeah and kind of you know went back so they found something odd but that was it well i wonder if the grass was like like dewy or something no like pressed like mm. if something landed on it mm. I don't look know. you know how they used to do the 
fields with yeah. the thing to make it look like a thing. Crop circles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the investigators leave when they're like, no, nothing's here. And so it's at like 2 a.m. at this point. And all the other people, they're like, look, we got to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't got to go, but y'all can't stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on. So... Around 2.30, Mrs. Lankford, she's laying on her bed with her head towards the window Mm-mm. when she notices a light from outside. So she opens her eyes because something's not right. Yeah. And she saw one of the creatures peering in with its claws on the screen. So it said she notified Lucky. Um, She said, Lucky! <laughs> Lucky! Get in my room! <laughs> Get in here! Help! <laughs> Lucky came with his gun because he doesn't leave home without it. Yeah. Or his room. And she's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. And he's like, pew, pew, pew. And... Well, like, you listen to your mama. She <laughs> said, don't shoot. Right? So, multiple shots were fired for the next two hours. But the creatures just kept, like... Peekaboo, peekaboo. So clearly the gunfire isn't working. Yes. Save your bullets. That Those things are not cheap. Right? But they didn't show any hostility other than... Just looking. Yeah, but like, you on my property. Mm-hmm. In the wee hours of the morning. You scary. Yeah, like... Mm, I don't know. I mean, who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, the creatures, their last scene right before dawn around 5 a.m. Skip forward to, like, 9 o'clock. So, they've had, like, four hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And the investigators, they return just to see, like, okay, it's light out. Let's see if there's something we missed. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the story hit the news also. Uh-huh. Because, you know, as, you invited, as one does. Exactly. You invited the reporters mm-hmm. and their wives. Yes. So, some of the reporters, they talked with the Lankfords and the Suttons and all of them. And they drew a sketch of what the creatures looked like. And, you know, documented all of all they could about it. But it went from being in Hopkinsville, you know, just like local people knew about mm-hmm. it, to being in Indiana, all over Kentucky, and Tennessee. I wonder if when they like, drew the sketches. I wonder if they had them, like, separated and they all said the same thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was a little variation. Well, because everybody notices a little different yes. things. And so that proved more believable, mm-hmm. you know, because if everyone said the exact same things, it's like, was this planned? Yeah. You know, again, because like you said, everyone notices something different. Yeah. It should be noted that they declined, like, the witnesses, we shall say, the victims. Mm-hmm. They declined a lot of interviews. Like, they did a few that morning just to get their story straight. Mm-hmm. But they were like, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Like, we want to put this past. What the hell? You know? Yeah. Okay. So, even then, even though that they were like, we're not doing any more interviews, Press was having a fucking field day. Duh. Mm-hmm. And so all of the media coverage got people buzzing around. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was driving to Kelly. Oh, God. In such numbers that parked cars 
line the roads for like a third of a mile long. We would have drove up and I'd been like, uh, it ain't worth it. Let's Mm -mm. just keep going. Yep. Let's go to IHOP. Look, let's just do a drive by. (laughs) You don't see none. Let's go. (laughs) Meanwhile, that's how somebody's going to get shot is going up in there when, uh uh. Yes. That's how a person's going to get shot. Not a damn alien. Mm-hmm. So, everyone's got to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. So, people were like, look, we will give you a cut of what we make, but we want to put some little booths in your yard. So, when people come by, like, ooh, you want a t-shirt? Ooh, you want this? You want some dirt that the yeah. aliens went on? You know, all that you shit. You need to use the bathroom? <laughs> True. I mean, if they would have said closer parking, $20, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay. Absolutely. Look, <laughs> when for Mardi Gras too, where we go, it's you can either pay a dollar a time to pee or five dollars all day. Here, take my five dollars and I'll go use your bathroom where I because it's like in a school. Yeah, so you can go in, you can wash your hands, you can, you know. Yeah, I'll go. I'll pay you. Here's five dollars. Here's twenty dollars. Right. But she turned down every offer because she's like, "Y'all, we just want to live our lives." Like, who's she? Wait. Oh, sorry, Miss Langford. Okay, so I, okay, 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 okay. So they were owned it. So they're like, "Hey, we'll give you a cut." If, gotcha. I thought you were saying they were asking like the neighbors and stuff for that. No, no, no. Gotcha, no. gotcha, gotcha. Her, and she's like, "No," you know, again because yeah. she's a simple woman. Like, this is yeah. too much. Yeah. And it should be noted that she never appeared on TV or radio after that one initial interview by like a local yeah. news source. And she put out a plea, like, please do not visit. And she, like, repeatedly called police to get the people away. Yeah. So, with all of that news and, I feel like it's Inquirer. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Inquirer. I was like, wait, what? Um, all of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, there were 12 to 15 aliens. They called them little green men. Which they never said green. They said silver. Yeah. And gray. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, from a movie or something. Like, it yeah. was, like, coined. And so, it's like, that's what they called them. So, everyone yeah. would know. And they made it seem like they were, like, having a battle. And it was, right like, this huge thing. And it's like, no, they weren't hostile. It was... We were scared for our lives because we don't understand. And right. they're little great creatures we've never seen before. I keep, Every time you talk about it, I think I picture that, like, super villain that the bad guy in Incredibles created that was, like, a circle with the legs coming out. And, then, you know, and he, like, battled Mr. Incredible. Yeah, I never watched it. You're crazy. That's a good movie. I don't know why I don't like it. I, I don't... So, it's going to end kind of abruptly, but that was it. They didn't come back anymore, and the family ended up moving because people just wouldn't stop coming. Yeah. And, again, they aren't about that life. Yeah. It's not what they wanted. That's not, yeah. Yes. A lot of people say it's a hoax because Billy Ray, the one who started it, He's not a reliable source because he's so fucking extra. Mm-hmm. However, they're like, Mrs. Langford, she's a no-nonsense kind of person. She wouldn't go along with this. Yeah. And no one wants this attention. Like, they're not making money from this. Mm-hmm. So, why would they do it? Yeah. 
you know, and obviously they don't want anyone on the property because they're calling the law. <laughs> and, you know. Just now you said that they're calling the law. <laughs> but everyone else is like, look, you can't discount this because of Billy Ray. Because there's 10 other people yeah. who were saying basically the same thing. It's all, again, having that variation that makes it plausible. Yeah. No one's trying to capitalize on this. Someone was like, they're making it up. They're making it up. And they're like, well, I want to say like one of their family members, but not who were here. Yeah. But they're like, I don't know. Billy Ray, I, I just can't trust him. And they're like, well, Miss Langford, she... She's agreeing, like, her story is there. And they're like, oh, well, if Glennie says it's true, it's true. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just, she's the matriarch of this simple family, like, of why would, they're they're not the type to do this. But even if you take Billy Ray, like, yeah, he saw it at the beginning, but, I don't know, everybody else did, too. Yeah. I mean, unless he concocted this, like, elaborate scam, you know, scheme or whatever to, like, holographically shine these things on it, which yeah. he, he wouldn't have. He couldn't have probably in 1955. On the other side of it, though, there's no physical evidence to back up their story. Mm-hmm. Like, no claw marks, no, like, nothing. The medically trained police officer, he said... Billy Ray's heartbeat was 140 beats per minute, twice the normal average. So, there's your uh, Mm -hmm. clarification. Also, people were like, they had to be drunk. That's how this all happened. But again, Mrs. Langford didn't allow alcohol on our property. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, fuck. So, she's strict. Yeah. She's no nonsense. Yeah. And the police were like, they had no signs of... Being drunk. Mm -hmm. They didn't smell like alcohol. They weren't. It was no intoxication. Right. They were in shock and scared for their life. Whether they're real or not, they were the, like, the creatures were the inspiration to some stuff. One, it was... The Incredibles monster? Yes. No. Wouldn't that be some shit, though? Yes. Like, I didn't know his name, but yes. Pokemon? You're going to be like, what? Sableye? I don't know who he is, but it's supposedly, like, even how he walks, mm-hmm. it's like them. So, all you Pokemon mons out there, <laughs> thanks for the fake laugh. You're welcome. They also inspired the movie Critters. Do you remember that? Mm, ish. Okay. And Gremlins. Mm. Also... Steven Spielberg. You know him? Mm-hmm. He calls me at home. Oh, Stevie? Mm-hmm. Uh, He's paid off my student loan. <laughs> In your dreams? Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, I'm going to do a UFO-themed movie. And he planned to call it Night Skies. And it was about a family besieged by vicious aliens in a farmhouse. While one of the children will befriend a gentle alien. Um, <gasps> yeah. And so that took you a little longer than I thought. Yeah, it did. So, ultimately, he split the ideas into two separate movies. E.T., mm-hmm. Friendly a- Alien. Phone Home. 
Uh-huh. In Poltergeist. What? Mm-hmm. So it was that and that other house that I, in Texas that I did. Oh, I can't think of the name. Brownsville mm-hmm. House or something like that. Those two were like his uh, inspiration. He also produced Gremlins. Yeah. Which, it, you know. Yeah. Let's see. But they say Critters is the film that's like, if you watch that, you're watching what the media said happened. You know. Yeah. Whatever. So other people are saying, okay, the flying saucer that Billy Ray saw was probably a meteor. Mm. Or a falling star or something, but probably a meteor with the tail that he was talking about. Yeah. But it was a big craze. And so, like, you see something. I mean, if I saw a meteor, I'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. Was that... Was that a meteor? Google. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. Hey, Siri, Uh, what's a meteor? (laughs) Yeah. So, it's just like flying saucers. Huge at this time. Right. So, it's like on your mind. Anyway, people, they're flying saucer. That's the first thing they think about. Yeah. Also, the skeptics, they say that the green glowing stuff on that fence is actually foxfire, which is a bioluminescent fungus mm. that uh, grows on decaying wood. Oh. And the color tends to be bright green, which in the dark, yeah, it's going to be like, ooh, alien. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. Because you're not thinking what it is. You right. Know? Especially when you're thinking flying saucer and all of this. You're going to see it and be like, alien juice. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that they do each year, the people of Kelly, they celebrate this. And they call it the Little Green Men Days. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's every third weekend of August every year. However, in 2017, which blows my mind that it's already that long away. They called themselves Eclipseville because they were one of the points where it was a total eclipse. Whoa. hmm And it was on that day. <gasps> no. Yes. Like, it was on that day. Just, I mean, however many years yeah. past that. But it was like, what the hell? What are, what are the chances yeah. of that? Like, mm, mm. That's some Farmer's Almanac shit. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> the aliens use those to know when to come. <laughs> with their probe. <laughs> oh, shit. But I just thought that was really cool that, like, what are the chances yeah, of that? that's weird. Also, mm-hmm. that did not seem like that total blackout was that long ago. 2017. Shit. That's what I was like, what? God, wasn't that just like three months ago? And I was so scared I didn't look at it because, well, Carrie said she knew someone when she was growing up that had something on her eye. It messed her eye up, yeah. And no, my eyes already got perked up. Well, because you're not supposed to look, like, directly at it. And that's why you're supposed to wear the glasses and all Mm -hmm. of that. But someone else had said, you know. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody, yes. And they're like, even with the glasses, blah, 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 blah. And your girl wasn't taking no chances. I got enough issues of my own. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my friend Gretel, who lives in South Carolina, she was at a totality point, too. Mm-hmm. 
that girl, she has a video of her looking straight up. I was like, Gretel, put on your glasses. <laughs> Even though, you know, like you're supposed to be able to when with the to- yeah. totality. But you don't know when one sliver is going to come mm-hmm. through and boom, your eyes are going to be messed up. Your eyes are going to be button. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing of anything. I'm so clever. Okay. So, could be just a hoax. It is just a hoax. Could have been something real. Or, there's another theory. Are you? Okay. The great horned owl. No. Yes. No. I had to do this. I had to do this. No. (laughs) That fucking murder bird. The fucking owls are like, God damn it, (laughs) y'all. Oh, just trying to get their tootsie pop. I was just about to say, look, we're wise. We know how many licks it takes to get to the center. I mean, okay. So they can get to the height of like two feet. Okay. Very large yellow eyes. Okay. Long ear tufts. A large head. Set apparently without a neck. Like it's on the shoulders. It has a light gray underside and long wings that, when seen on edge, could be mistaken as arms and little spindly little legs. What are they called? The Great Horned Owl. They had claws with talons, and the owl could be on a roof or a tree and be perceived to float to the ground because they're really, really quiet. Like, you really can't hear them fly at all Mm. so it's not like something you could you know hear its wings flap it's very silent and also they are very aggressive when they're defending their nest okay and their activity typically begins at dusk because they're nocturnal right so all of that could have been billy ray Fucked up some, like, saw a meteor, was freaking the fuck out, and some owl was like, hootie hoo, we don't play that game. Hootie hoo, step up out my hood. Yes. Like, uh uh-uh. My baby trying to sleep over here? Mm Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be because they're nocturnal, but. The babies. Never wake a crying baby. Never wake a crying baby? Uh, Yeah, mm mm-hmm. I mean, (laughs) they got night terrors. What? Look, I'm not a mom. Doesn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, let them cry it out too. Just not in a restaurant. Okay, sorry. Going on. But if that was a thing, there mm-hmm. would be claw marks, and you said they weren't claw shit. How do you know they would be? You gonna tell me that an owl is gonna hold himself up and look down into a window, and there's not gonna be a claw marks of him holding himself from going upside down? Look, I don't know what fucking Al has you on his payroll, but you are not his defense attorney. I am the PR person for all of the owls. <laughs> but they say, whether you believe it or not, it's like, by UFOologist, this is like one of the most well-documented cases. Mm-hmm. I'm um, sorry, UFOologists? Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, everybody gotta okay. have a job. However, Project Blue Book, which is basically findings about UFOs and activity and all that sorts. But they 
really didn't officially investigate this case because they thought it was a hoax. And they recorded the sighting with the notes CP for crackpot. <gasps> yeah. People who are for, like, who believe in UFOs are like, how are all these people making this up? They, again, I mean, you heard the story. Mm-hmm. They didn't want money. They weren't the type of people to be like, ooh, this is going to be a good way to spend a freaking whole day. Yeah. You know? Or if you don't, you're like, there's no evidence. You know, these are simple people, quote unquote, and, you know, whatever. Country people, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's the road they go down. Mm-hmm. So it's like two polar opposites. Yeah. And I mean, the only thing I have to say is a fucking owl is a theory on I, something else. I mean, what? Again, these owls are just like, what did I do to y'all? Yes. What did I do? <laughs> they have a therapy session where they all. They're like, I feel attacked. Yes. I didn't attack. I feel attacked. <laughs> and I do want to say that this story was was recommended by Philip Adam in our APC group, mm-hmm. our Facebook group. Shout out, Philip. Hootie-hoo! Okay, so what did we learn? Aliens may or may not be real. Uh-huh. Definitely new information. Yep. What is definitely real is a fucking monster who fucking procreated a lot. Uh-huh. Like, a lot. He had 12 kids. Oh, my God. He makes my skin crawl. Can you imagine, though, like... I think we've started, like, as a society, shining a light more on the families and the kids of these monsters, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, just, can you imagine being his child? No. And being like, damn, this, my dad kept my mom, or my dad kept my sister. Yeah. Captive for 24 years. How do you comprehend that? Like, you ever really comprehend? I don't know. Like, these people didn't touch grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just don't understand. And what are their lives going to be like? Because, you know, well, one, they didn't get an education. Elizabeth uh, uh, did the yeah. best she could. And two, they may not, but I feel like they're they're going to have some sort of cognitive deficit just because of their, it was incest. It was Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it's like, it's the same DNA, you know? Yeah. Like, there has to be some sort of something, you know? So just how hard is their are their lives? Yeah, oh, I can't even imagine. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Well, three, we're just going to tell our opinion on aliens. How about that? Okay. Yes, tentatively. Tentatively. I mean, if it's yes or no, yes. Mm-hmm. I believe that they can exist. I don't know the extent. Yeah. You know, like, I don't... Right. I don't know, but I feel like... If I believe in ghosts, and I believe in all of this other phenomena, Mm -hmm. I have to believe that aliens exist, or maybe not aliens as we know it. Right. But... Not necessarily little green men. Right. But, I mean, aliens. Right. Other life forms from other planets. Yeah. I think for me, I do in the sense of, there's, there's so much that we don't understand about beyond our 
universe. Yeah. And so I think that it's so, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around there being like infinite universes and like yeah. when you get outside of our Milky Way or whatever, all that stuff. It, like there's so much about the space that is just like a black I, hole. <laughs> I, like I cannot comprehend. Yeah. But so if there's supposed to be like infinite universes with similar makeups. Mm hmm. It's like, yeah, there may not be an alien on Mars or on Saturn, but who's to say that there's not another Earth-type planet in another universe? And so... Yeah. You know, and so I just... Who has... Who may or may not have... Be more advanced and create better technology. Mm -hmm. It didn't take them till the 1960s to be able to go to the moon. Right. You know, and so their technology is more advanced or what have you if they are coming to our place. But I I don't know if they are coming, I don't know. I do think it would be short-sighted to think that with the evolutionary process, we're the only ones. Yeah. You know, also, though, when I was listening to you, I'm thinking about the men in black with the black-eyed kids kids and stuff, Mm -hmm. where they seem like in a trance and otherworldly and stuff. What if it was kind of like a demon you know what I mean? Like, we think it's aliens, like men in black. They're from a different time and space and all that. But what if it, it's like a demon controlling them or, you know what I mean? Where it's not like aliens, quote unquote, or demons are aliens. That's what I was just about to say. Or what we call demon is actually an alien. Damn. <laughs> I mean, again, it's that yeah, kind of... What is it? Age old philosophical question is. Is a demon an alien? No, like, (laughs) you know, like how they're like, oh, is this green or is it blue? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's how you perceived it. We've always called them demons. So maybe it's. So our demon is really an alien. Yeah. I mean, we'll be here every Monday, folks. Like, (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't know. I could get, I could talk about that for real for like ever. I know. I want to do a deeper dive into it. Yeah, but this was a good skim across the top. Cause this could, yes. I mean, again, hello. There's like entire shows, ancient yes. aliens and all that, you know. So you'll never touch it all. Oh, no. But this was a good start. Yeah. This was like, uh, that was, I still don't know what I think about it. What do you think about this story? Oh. Cause I feel like they never, the skeptics that are like, okay, it was the bioluminescence. It's not the owls. I really don't think it's the owls because, again, they would have left some sort of indication, yeah. like, oh, there's an owl's nest. Oh, there's claw some of their from their talons. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like what was on Miss Peterson's head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you did there. So you know what I mean. That, yes. like, <laughs> but but I feel like they never explain like truly. What the little creatures could have been. Yeah. Like the people who were like, but, but anyway, I just feel like they never explained it. So it just things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Well, and not that the 1950s were that long ago, but they were at the same time. Yeah, it was almost um, 70 years ago. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, what do we know now? That they didn't even know existed uh-huh. back then. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it could have been a type of animal that they just hadn't, like... The, yeah, or it could have been 
an owl and they didn't know what that nest looked like. So they didn't, they weren't like, hey, yeah. here's an owl's nest. Because I mean, again, not to bring love bugs back into it, but if you release them on mm-hmm. someone else, they're going to be like, what are these alien bugs? What is this bug with two heads? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. True. All right. You know what we think? Y'all let us know what y'all think. And watch out for basements. Watch out for aliens. And I'll remember. Creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.